Welcome everybody to Locked On Bulldogs here. Today talking to you, Auburn fan, and you still think, you believe in your heart of hearts, you've convinced yourself that you can beat Georgia next year and upset us, and we're here to break it down of how ludicrous that is next on Locked On Bulldogs. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, just let you know, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Daniel, what are we talking about today? Well, welcome to the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. As Clint mentioned, we are talking about the Plains Eagle people um, from Auburn University, I believe is what it's called. Maybe it's the University of Auburn. I think let's go with that. Um, Wording is hard. Listen, I will say this just right off the jump. First of all, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. YouTube, subscribe, leave us a comment, hit a thumbs up. Hit that notification bell. Tell a friend about the show. Uh, audio, podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Five-star ratings and reviews are always fun and helpful. Help other people find the show, and we like that a lot. Thank you all for listening. Um, we talked about expansion yesterday, and um, if you're like me, and I know, I know there's at least some of you people out there that are like me, you, you just hate when things start to change. You hate the feeling of we're still not ready to talk about that Saudi Arabian tour in golf because we just we're not we don't like it when things change. We don't want things to change. Things are fine. Don't let them change. If you're like that and you're like me and you hate all this college football buzz. And so you didn't listen to our episode yesterday because you saw the title and you were like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about USC and UCLA going over to the Big Ten. I want to talk about NIL and all the things. Listen, let me just spoil it for you. My, a lot of the points that we came to yesterday is that college football is not broken. No. Everything is everything is okay. And Georgia is actually coming out of this thing pretty good. So you can go back and listen to that tomorrow. One thing I do not want to see happen, though, Clint. Okay. And then this will be the last of that conversation. Segue us right into today. One thing I do not want to see happen is – Mm, you know Georgia's yep. going to keep that Florida game. You know Georgia has to keep that Florida game. That's a non-negotiable. Must. I will quit it all. I will burn it down. But you got to give me the Auburn game as well, Clint. You have to give yeah. it to me. I need it. I need to have it. Look, Daniel, I came in early in my fandom. I got really, really excited about a Georgia team. And I watched us go into Jordan Jordan. Harris Stadium. Jordan Hare Stadium. It's named after Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny did a movie together one time called Space Jam. Space it was Jam. Incredible. The second, the replica is trash. The original movie. is fantastic. One of the best. The of Michael all time, Jordan movie. Yes, starring Bugs Bunny, and that is why they named that stadium that because the president at the time of Auburn University. Oh, I can't stop. Loved my that movie. Just so you know. Loved that movie. <laughs> And so that's why they named the stadium Jordan Hare Stadium. Um, and I watched Georgia get trounced, Daniel. Just kicked in the backside, up and down the field. 
Um, well, our our correspondents, our, our peers over at Locked On Auburn had a bright idea bringing somebody on. Are we using the word peers? Are we using the word peers gonna, now? Peers gonna, has a lot of implications. Our colleagues. I'm our willing colleagues. to call Zach a colleague. Okay. Peer is a little bit. When the mm. SEC and come talk to us, Zach, then we'll have a conversation. <laughs> um, okay. Then we will be on equal footing. Well, actually, win a national championship. Then we'll be on equal footing. Do both in the span of two years, and then we'll really be on equal footing. I don't think it's going to happen with Harson, but I digress. Uh, Auburn, Locked on Auburn came out, had somebody on the podcast talking about an article he written, talking about how Auburn was in good shape, better shape this year than last what? year. Better shape this year. What? Then okay. last what? year to upset okay. Georgia. And he feels mm. really good about the odds. I'm going to run down all the reasons he gave. And then we're going to break down in segments two and three, just how ludicrous and stupid these are. And I don't mean like, I, I get it. I get it. We say things sometimes and they're hard and we want to hope for them, but some things we say, and we have to go back and walk back and be like, I was, I was a little foolish for saying it. I'm going to, one of the points is just a lie. Like it was just factually a lie. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that. But here's why locked on Auburn and Zach didn't say this is the guy he had the, the guest. It's really, it's really dumb things we read on the internet. This is one of our favorite segments of all time on the in podcast. Season, in season, dumb stuff we read on the internet is one of our all time favorites. We're going to talk dumb about stuff that we read more. on the internet. This is dumb stuff we heard on a podcast the other That's day. That's exactly right. Number one reason for Auburn having a great shot at overcoming the Georgia Bulldogs this year is the competent quarterback play. Daniel, point one is competent quarterback play. Now, if you were to ask Locked On Auburn, and this is going to be my counterpoint, who the starting quarterback of Auburn is right now, there is a lot of crickets happening on the other end. They believe Calzada is going to be the guy coming out. They hear a lot of him. So they talk about the floor being high for Calzada. He's not going to have poor decision-making, a la Bo Nix, who is now at Auburn. So that was point number one. Point number two, the trenches. Phil Steele has ranked the O-line for Auburn is the second best in the SEC, right behind the beloved Bulldogs being number one in Phil Stills SEC or rankings of SEC schools. Georgia's number one. Auburn is number two. So increased okay. trench play. Number three, the blueprint from last year, Daniel. And I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to ridicule this one. I can't, I can't even keep up. You said we were going to start to break things down in segments. Two and three. I'm starting to have a breakdown right now. I'm having a breakdown. Not. I'm not breaking anything. I'm. <laughs> Daniel, there was a blueprint given on the first three drives of last year's game against Georgia that Auburn needs to replicate to beat us again the same way. If only we can do it. We're gonna pick that apart. And then lastly, number four is they believe that the middle of the field is very susceptible in Georgia's defense. I told you, Daniel, I told you the middle of the field is susceptible in our defense. We're going to come back. Daniel is going to go have some sort of medical solution to his problem of losing. Medical his, solution his... is right back here, Clint. It's right. I, I, you're looking at, I, I, you're looking at the medicine right here. I see it. Uh, but first we want to let you know about LinkedIn as the sun comes out on small businesses, more small businesses are hiring again, Daniel. It's happening all across America. As people are beginning to see that happen, small businesses need help finding and hiring people. And LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people to interview faster and for free. You can create a job in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach 
reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people, just shy of the amount of people who threw their headphones off as they listened to that list of lunacy talking about Mm -hmm. how Auburn was going to beat us. Then add your Mm -hmm. job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help find the right people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Daniel, where do you want to start? Which ludicrous point would you like to address first? I gave four. Let me begin. The high floor for Zach Calzada, if he is the one to come out. The trenches and the offensive line being better with snap counts. Second in the SEC, according to Phil Still. Third, the the down the the dink and dunk answer of marching. And I will put terms because that's exactly what the guest said. Auburn was marching on Georgia mm. the first three drives against us last year, and they have a blueprint to do so. And then lastly, picking apart the middle of the field in Georgia's defense. Daniel, where do you want to start? I give you – I ask you. I have some points to bring to each of them, but what do you want to start I'll just, with? I'll just start I, – I, it's all very low-hanging fruit, Clint. And yeah, so I, I can't – I know. I am laying on the ground and this fruit is right in front of my face. I don't even have to barely move. I just eat it straight off the tree. I don't even have to pick it at this point. Okay. Can we address the 500-pound gorilla in the room, which is that one of his points, number two, I believe, is that Auburn has a great chance to beat Georgia because Auburn's offensive line is worse than Georgia's offensive line. That's uh, his point. The point is that they are not up to par with Georgia's offensive line. It, they're better than all the other offensive lines in the SEC. That's How many saying. of those teams are playing in the Auburn-Georgia game, Clint? Well, I think what he – maybe if I can just just put on his robe for a second and try to project what he sure. is projecting is that Auburn before didn't have good trench play, and they have Tank Bigsby back. Um, and with an improved offensive line, he is going to run much better because they have more snap counts, they're more mature, and they're progressing in the system is what he would say. And he would also then probably say that the running attack was successful against Georgia last year, and it's going to be better this year because the defensive line is worse and their offensive line is better. If I could channel his projections. But our offensive line is better. But theirs is better against our defense, so they're going to be able to run the ball better. So. Ours is going to help us score more points than we there, score. Oh, but you have to play in the game. You That's, don't just get to – your this year's team doesn't get to play against our last year's team in the game. You know that's not how the game works. So you're still using a Florida argument here. The Florida oh, argument oh, is Dan Mullen is closing the gap in recruiting against man, Georgia. Did. Man, he did. Daniel, he closed that gap so, so well. The gap between you know unemployment and employment. Said. Oh, I do. 100% I do. Dan- so many times we had to listen to Florida fans say that. When in reality, what they meant was Dan Mullen signed a better class this year than he did last year. Correct. But that's not closing the gap. Because, because we're better. George is getting better than that. And in yeah. fact, George is getting better at a faster rate then you're getting better, which means yep. your point 
is we're going to beat you because we're not as good as you. We're, that's we're, the point that's being made. We're better incrementally than we were last year at a position that you are head and shoulders about a better than you were last year. Your growth on offensive line is substantially better, Georgia. Ours is incrementally better, but better nonetheless, comparatively, comparatively to the rest of the SEC. I think it's a ludicrous statement. I would have gone this. I would have gone Tank being back. Tank Bigsby being back is more important to me. Him not transferring and him being on your team in an offense that may not have Bo Nix not knowing what play to call is a bigger importance in the offensive line because Tank is the type of running back who doesn't need good blocking to make yards. He can get three, four yards. Absolutely. That would be that would be a bigger get for me. That's what I would want to stress because our defensive line is going to manhandle your offensive line, and the only hope you have is Tank creating in spite of that. That's the hope. And I would actually counter that point by saying Shivers, I, what's – is he – is he going to repeat? Is he injured? Is, is he back? What? What? Oh wait! Oh wait! That's a question. See? See what I'm saying? Like again, Tank being back—that's your big answer, Daniel. Number two for me, the floor on Zach Calzada. Yeah, being... let's talk about Bo Nix. You mentioned Bo Nix in that last little. Bit. Let's. Can we talk yeah. about Bo Nix for a second? Please, let's do. Because it. he's bad now, Auburn. Is that what we're saying? We is he bad now? I thought he was because Auburn I, Jesus. I heard he was quite good. I've been hearing it a lot. Heisman favorite? Heisman. I've been hearing it a ton. I've been hearing he's 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 laughably better than Stetson Fleming Bennett the fourth. But in addition to that, he's the most athletic quarterback Kirby Smart's ever seen. I I get told that a lot. Ever and Georgia defense, you know where they struggle, Daniel? They struggle with mobile mobile quarterbacks. They struggle with mobile quarterbacks. Oh, wait, that's Alabama's defense, but we'll just say it about Georgia because they're also good. Um, So Daniel, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you stats for Zach Calzada, who is the transfer from AM coming in. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you some stats while he was okay. He had 56% completion, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions, and 2,185 yards. Now, Daniel. When I say 56% completion, when I say 21, 22, let's just round up 2,200 yards. When I say an interception touchdown ratio, that's, I, I mean, I'm not that's great at upside math, down. It's underwater. It's what okay. it is. Thank you. You've, I mean, you've drowned. You've two drowned. to one less than, t- yeah. it's bad when it's that. What if I was to tell you that completion percentage? Don't do it. Touchdown to interception ratio. Don't do it. Yards passing and yards. They're rushing, not ready. They're not We're ready all for it. Better with Bo Nix than Calzada. Oh no! Just so we're clear, we now all agree. Everyone on this podcast and everyone in the United States who doesn't live in the state of Oregon, everyone now agrees. Bo Nix sucks as a quarterback. Okay. Okay. Point one. Now, what's what's the second point? But, what's the follow up to that? <laughs> I don't think you upgraded. <laughs> oh no. I think you probably downgraded. Do I think now listen, here's the funny thing. Do I think the ceiling for Calzada is higher than the ceiling for Bo Nix? I absolutely do. But that's the laughable point that this buffoon makes is he's arguing not for the ceiling of Calzada. 
the floor. But for the, quote, high floor of Calzada. The bad bad decisions won't be there. The bad decisions are throwing more interceptions than touchdowns. Oops. Those are the bad decisions that we're talking about, right? Are we... Now, again, let let me make something perfectly clear. I am not – I believe that we will trounce Auburn. Am I saying there's not a universe in which Auburn beats us? No, I'm not because I'm not that stupid because, again, I became a fan and I got really hopeful. And then Jordan-Hare Stadium happened and I watched a team that had such promise get absolutely crushed in that stadium. And I had all the confidence in the world. Daniel, what I'm suggesting is we need to make arguments based upon actual facts and evidence. That's what we need to do. And when you say the floor for Calzada is higher, who's not even the starting quarterback right now, by the way. Not there is not a- not there. Nope. Okay. But you're telling me his floor is higher than Bo Nix, which is fundamentally false to begin with. Stats prove differently. And he's not a, as athletic. And you don't know who's starting. TJ Finley might be the starter at Auburn. Then all of a sudden you got to flip your script and you got to say, no, 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 no. We're going to do better because TJ Finley has, has a higher TJ floor. TJ Finley has always been our guy. Don't do that. Don't do, don't do that. I'm begging you, don't do that. We're going to come back after this. I'm going to talk about my favorite, the false Oof. narrative that they marched three drives on. I us, love Daniel. this. That was what was said. He said, and I quote, the first three drives, we were marching on them. And I'm going to love talking about this. But first, Daniel's going to let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online, you know, is your online sportsbook expert, and they are the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You can bet on any sport that you like at betonline.net. Go there right now, um, open an account, make an initial deposit in the promo code Locked On, and you're going to get a bonus on your initial deposit. That's free money that they're going to give you. You use that money to bet. Maybe you just you sit on that money for a little bit. Maybe you look at some of those college football futures. Season win totals are out right now. Some Heisman lines are out right now. You get in with the Weldon brothers and get in on some Stetson Bennett Heisman lines. Which, by the way, what even – three years ago, if I told you that people were going to be talking about Stetson Bennett, even jokingly, to win the Heisman Trophy, Clint, what kind of a world would you imagine that we were living in? And yet here we are. You go to betonline.net right now, you can bet on the young man. Just like our friends, the Weldon brothers have done. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Daniel, this is my favorite. I'm going to leave this one out because Please. when, when I heard this, I audibly coughed because I, I think I, I just sucked in take. so much, cool. so much baloney, so much smoke mm. that I was, I didn't know which way was up. It was hard. You ever had smoked baloney though, Clint? Ooh. It's, you, it's a nice little smoked baloney. And then you fry that baloney sandwich. You get a fried baloney sandwich. You can, you put a little char on both sides. Ooh. You put a little mustard on top of that thing. Okay. Ooh, you got a stew going. You got okay. a stew going. Yeah. But when I heard that the dink and dunk down the field is the answer, that Auburn last year showed the blueprint on how to do this by dinking and dunking down the field. And I, I, the first three drives, we were marching on Georgia. So I, I, wanted to, I wanted to remember well, because sometimes, Daniel, I forget things. But I said, I don't remember the game going that way. But I think the internet keeps record of these things. So let me go back. Does it? Okay. It does. Yeah. Hmm. Let me go God back. God bless and this the is- internet. God this bless. is what I this is what I found out. Here are the initial first drives for Auburn: okay. field goal, oh. interception, punt, 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 
punt down. Well, you kept going after, yeah. Oh, I kept going after three. three. No, I, I had to keep going past. They three. were field goal interception uh, punt. That was the first three drives, Daniel. Marching and these ones less than three plays, Daniel. So what oh, you're telling no. me? What you're telling me is this isn't marching. Again, that's that's not marching. The interception was on the third play, third and two. Bo Nix, Nicobe Dean intercepted Bo Nix. The next, so one, they got no plays, first downs. They got no, no first, first downs, downs on that drive. The next one, Bo Nix ran for three yards. Tank Biz- Bigsby ran for three yards. Bo Nix pass incomplete. And they had a penalty on illegal formation on their punt, and then they punted forty-four yards out of bounds. That is the first. Another three. three no first downs. No first downs. Now, the field goal, the first drive of the game, if you remember, was a very long extended. It was kind of infuriating. It was. I was furious during that drive. 17 plays, 68 yards, took six minutes, 41 seconds off the clock. And it ended with Bo Nix getting sacked and then um, uh, uh, having a a loss of downs because of intentional grounding. Uh, It was a whole thing. It was a whole just kerfluffle Mm -hmm. by him. But that... That drive was dink and dunk. It wasn't dink and dunk passes. It was, again, Tank Bigsby making three, four, five-yard runs, six-yard runs, Daniel. Sure. And it was aided by a roughing the passer penalty against Bo Nix, and you 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 defecated on the bed near the goal line to kick the field goal, and then you never you didn't sniff anything other until the start of the second half. First three drives were marching. Down. Marching. Dinking and dunking down the field passing, except neither of those things are true. It wasn't the first three drives. It was the first drive. And it was one drive in which you didn't dink and dunk passing. It was Tank Bigsby doing his thing, making yards against a defense that was giving up four yards. And it was infuriating, that first drive. And then do you know what happened? Kirby got in the headset and said, said, stop this now. Hey, Dan, stop this now. And Dan said, yep, on it. And they then went on to stop the offense for the whole rest of the half, Daniel. They, I don't think they even sniffed midfield. See, this is the problem with people who are not in sports. And again, obviously, you know, you and I have played sports in our lives, but we're not currently in collegiate football. We're not coaches. You know, we're just same as this guy on this podcast. We're just here talking about it but people who are removed they have this tendency to think about things as like there's an answer like like football is a math problem and auburn can figure out the solution to georgia but do you know what doesn't happen in a math problem the math problem doesn't fight you doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't actively seek to not be solved with a brain that's smarter than your brain because your brain is Brian Harson. It's attached to Brian Harson's head and our brain is attached to Kirby Smart's head. Well, that and seems Auburn advantageous. Fan, as much as you probably hate him, you please tell me who's a better coach, Brian Harson or Kirby Smart. Tell me who's better at their job. So you might come up with a game plan in in the bye week. Sure. And you might come out there and you might punch Georgia in the mouth and you might, dare I say, march the ball down the sure. field. But then 
Kirby gets to make his move. I'm going to like the chances. Then there's nothing there. There's nothing there for you because he's better. And he proved that in that game. And guess what? You might return a better offensive line. You might have a better quarterback, even though you don't. Uh, But you still have the same coach. You still have the same play caller. And we still have the same coach. So So, that's a shame. That is. uh, Now, uh, let's talk about the middle of the field, Clint. Thank you. Let's wrap this up. Third, sir, third segment, listeners, let's wrap this up by talking about how the middle of the field is going to be susceptible. I'm going to describe to you the middle of the field, Daniel, really quick. Okay. I got Tyke Smith, a former All-American. I got Christopher Smith, who is one of the best graded safeties in all of college football. Going to sneak into the first round. Again, mark my words, going to sneak Book into it. the first round. I'm again, all Daniel and I don't know what a lockdown corner is at Georgia. We have never gotten that right. But I'll tell you one thing. Sneaky first round picks. We've nailed them. Okay. Um, And then we got popped. Okay. We got Mm -hmm. an, we got an inside linebacker that, that is speedy, athletic and loves to hit. Stop me if you've heard this before the last three years at Georgia. Okay. We got who stands in front of him, Clint? Who who stands in front of him, Clint? And a really, Really, really important cats. Uh, Jalen, I'm the best prospect there is, Carter. That's who stands in front of him, Daniel. That's the middle of the field. That's. I don't know what part of that is open to you. Like, clueless. I don't. Again, here's what they read. Here's what they read, Daniel. I'm guarantee you this is what Auburn uh, reporter read. Georgia has three inside linebackers drafted in the same draft. And then three they some linemen drafted in the same draft. And then they said, Oh, well that, that means they're they're That's too much snap count to re- replicate and replace They're They must be weak in that. They, they must not have anybody. We should attack them there. That's what happened. And then you, all of a sudden you start doing research and you start figuring out who replaced them. And you should say, Oh no, that's a bad idea. Can I just can I ask a question? I know that there's no one here to answer it. Yes. You say we should attack them. Yeah. And I and I would just posit the question with whom with, with whom will you attack them? Like who are your players that I should be even a little bit concerned about matching up against Christopher Smith. Do you remember last year, Daniel? I thought about this. Do you remember last year where we, we were on Locked on Auburn and we were talked about the wide receivers, the mm-hmm. young kids making their market, the speediness. Oh, the they talent. got a lot of speed. They, they like to speed. get those receivers the ball in space. You know how they like to do it. They like to get the ball out wide. They like to get those guys the ball and then Daniel, they just did the wide receivers last year scare you at all for Auburn? No. Okay. The top two pass catchers at wide receiver are coming back. The third, Robinson, is gone uh, from college mm-hmm. football and football. But the top two are back. If they didn't scare me then, they don't scare me now. Yeah, the Canadian Football League's still out there, Clint. Thank you. You Good don't point. know. D Rob might, might make his way. 
Uh, they still don't scare me, correct, because as we've stated multiple times, they have a worse quarterback throwing them the ball, and he's worse than a quarterback that we now all agree sucks. By the way, Dan, start Bo. Start Oh, he's going to start Bo. He knows. He's going to start Bo. Of course he is. He's going to start Bo. He's the scariest quarterback that Kirby's ever seen. He's the most athletic quarterback that Kirby's ever seen. We struggle with mobile. We struggle with mobile. Okay. We do struggle against mobile quarterbacks. I can't wait. Um, Auburn, you are cute. It's really (laughs) fun to have you here at the big boy table for a minute. Um, we'll see you when the season comes out, but, um, we'll, yeah, we're moving on to Cincinnati at this point. There it is. And by Cincinnati, I mean the university of Cincinnati, a better team than you, a Literally. better program than you, a college football powerhouse compared to you. That's Cincinnati. All right. We'll be back. Well, uh, the rest of this week, we got tons more to talk about here on the lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Uh, we'll see y'all then. Yeah.